boy. Just don't disturb him. Don't talk to him. Don't look at him. Jesse, how's it going? I'm good. How are you, Amber? Good. So what have you done in like the really long time it's been since we've recorded? I've really gotten into Pokemon Go. Yes. Um, Is that your screenshots that you have? Is Pokemon Go? Yeah, I'm catching something right now. Hang on. Uh, Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just caught it. It's fine. It's a water event. I need to catch all the water Pokemon. Um, No, I binged Stranger Things. I... Got really into Pokemon Go. Like, everyone in my house, we just go play it. Which is fun, though, because it does get me outside and walking. Like, we've gone on more walks because there's a reason to. (laughs) Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Pokemon Go. It's where my life's right now. Okay. Well, I have more things that I've done. My roommate, Alyssa, moved out. Yeah. Goodbye, Alyssa. Bye, Alyssa. We know you listen to this, so bye. Bye. Miss you. Hope your new house is cool. And now I have new roommate. And roommates roommates because she brought her dog and his name is caesar and theo and caesar have are friends now they're they're new brothers they're best friends so there's new roommate yeah it's exciting yeah it's great and i went to the henry ford museum with my parents that's fun i haven't been there in like forever the reason that we went was because my dad wanted to go to the pop-up exhibit at the museum which is star trek themed that's fun so we literally saw costumes that william shatner wore that's fun yeah and i was just like man he didn't look that thin in the mo- in star trek <laughs> the camera adds 10 pounds i guess that's true right yeah and so they had like the models that they used in the old like 60s like fake space travel and like that so much yeah and then uh, my mom wanted us to do the all the things that were geared towards kids oh that's fun yeah because you're you guys are all kids apparently and my dad's like i don't want to do that he goes we're here for me i don't want to do that and so yeah so that was a great time what else have i been doing i don't know living life to the fullest i love that i went to a bar that's really fun oh i think i saw your stuff for it where did you go it's called slingers and on certain nights it gets fucking wild did you go with someone or like yeah i went with my friend alex um he took me there and i just had a great time because the atmosphere is just so wild and crazy it looked fun so like i drank but i like barely drank because I was like, I have to drive home at like the end of this. So like I split everything with like a glass of water. And like when I was leaving, I was having such good semi-sober time that I got asked if I was okay to drive when I was leaving wow. the bar. That's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, I am good. That's sir. fun. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? What? It was your birthday. It was my birthday. <laughs> Uh, we're having a party for you this weekend. Yeah, a party that I set up for myself. Yeah, I mean, well, you know. At my own house, so that I don't have to leave to get incredibly drunk. We should still do painting with a twist. You know, Even if we not just enough go public. people, not enough people really signed up to do it. 
Well, like, we should go to a public one. Oh, yeah. Like, all of the people who are like, yes, I want to go, I was thinking of just being like, you know what? I need more art in my house. So why not let's just, like, set up, like, whoever can go, you know? And just pick a cool day. Yeah. And the then we'll art just looks go. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm down to do that. Yeah. So whenever you want to do that, just keep looking at their website and I'll go with you. Yeah. We should look in advance and then, like, I can try to figure out. Yeah, they usually schedule. have, like, a month or two posted. Yeah. Oh, my God, we should totally go in October and do all the spooky pictures for the podcast room. Can I say, so, if we remember to episode 11 that I may have listened to to find out, because we were going to record on my birthday again. Oh, I know. I was like, oh, my God, I think we recorded on Jesse's birthday, actually. And so, I wanted to find out which episode it was. That we had actually recorded on my birthday with. And it is episode 11. Backpack and his Bible, I think is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Or his Bible and backpack. I think I don't... it's backpack and his Bible. Yeah. And I don't even remember what the fucking stories were. But yeah, we recorded on my birthday. And literally, we talked about the same exact fucking thing that we just talked about now. About know, going we... the painting with a twist and how we should do something in the fall because it's spooky. I know. I literally, as and I was you know saying, we it, did, remembered it. We never did it, Amber. Know, we, did it. we suck. We do. We're going to go to the Renaissance Festival. We are. We planned that. In two weeks. Yeah, we're going to go. It's going to be super exciting. And I'm I... going to wear my skirt that I made that's sitting right here on this mannequin. And I need to find my corset. And I don't have a shirt that goes with it. Do the skirts still fit you now that you've lost weight? They're very loose. You should um just take it in real quick. I don't feel like it. I think it'll be fine loose because everything in the Renaissance Festival is super like flowy. Yeah. So I think it'll be fine. Just like um, tie a belt around them or something. And then they won't fall down as much. Talking about weight loss, I've lost 53 pounds. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Right? And I'm currently wearing all clothes that I used to wear 53 pounds ago (laughs) because I'm poor. Get you. And I can't afford new clothes. So I just wear the really baggy ones. I, um, I want to do that. I want to lose some weight and get there. I have always, always, always had the hardest time losing weight. It's just something that I've always had an issue with. But I want to be happy with where I'm at. Yeah. Well, and Pokemon Go will help you with that as well. You just need to, like, put, like, the diet into it as well. Yeah. And I've been trying to work on the diet part. And I'm glad that we're actually getting moving and going on walks. And that's one thing that I'm, like, I'm totally happy to play Pokemon Go and go on walks. Because we walked walked all the way down to the, the beach. Um... And it's like five minute drive, but it took us a half hour, maybe hour to walk there because we stopped at all the Pokemon stops and stopped and did things. And when we got to the beach, it started raining. Yeah, I believe you mentioned that in the last episode. So, you know, that's fun. But, you know, I don't want to get caught in the rain. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Are we ready? I think. To jive on into our stories? Yeah, I think we're ready. All right. Let's drink and get spooky. We're recording super late tonight and I love it. Um, yeah, because it's not on a weeknight. <laughs> I mean, I still work early, but... Well, I actually, I'm going to work tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually still work tomorrow, too. So, it's fine. I'm just going to get drunk and go to work tomorrow. It's okay. I love it. All right, should we flip? Yeah. Floop. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. It's, it's me. It's Amber. So, I didn't... 
look this up. This is not good also because I've been drinking. We're fine. We're fine. Do you want to go first? No, I don't want to go first. Okay. I want to allow the coin to choose okay. who goes, even though I have been drinking since dinner. It, we might curse our podcast if we disobey the coin. Exactly. So I'm going to talk to you about a cryptid. Ooh. And, you know, I feel like with all the short episodes we've been doing lately, I've done a lot of ghosts. Oh, wait. We never told. We never introduced the podcast. Oh, my God. We didn't. (laughs) And we didn't tell you that this is a long episode. No. We're just, like, rolling into it, like, hoping that. Okay. Well, welcome to the Marvel Forest podcast. um, I'm Amber. And I'm Jesse. And I'm going first. And this is a long episode. (laughs) And it is. We are back. This may be late. It it's probably gonna be late. Sorry, I'm gonna try to edit it because Jesse's Sunday. going out of town. But yeah, Jesse's uh, going out of town, so it might be a little late. But you got a long episode now. Yeah. So uh, I hope you guys are happy that it's longer. Yeah. <laughs> so I, in advance, didn't look up any pronunciations because you know why would I? Because well, why would we? Why why would we? And guess what? My story does not take place in America. So <laughs> I'm sorry in advance to everyone. Okay. Um, I probably should have Googled the way that the cryptid's name is pronounced too, but I didn't. Okay. So I'm just going to go phonetically. Okay. So I'm going to talk to you today about the tetzel worm. It's known by many names. It's also called the Alps dragon. The, the Alps dragon? The Alps dragon. So, like, how big is the worm if it's a dragon? We'll get there. Is it like a tapeworm? Will it make me skinnier than, like, I already am? No. Okay. It also... We'll get to description. We'll okay. Get we'll get there. It can also be called the stolen worm. And worm is spelled W-U-R-M. Worm. Like worm. I feel like you need to, like, put out your jaw. Worm. Worm. The, s- the spring worm. The spring worm. Does it come out in the spring? Yes. Uh, the pratzel worm, the claw worm, the dazzle worm, and the ain't no laws when you're drinking the claws. <laughs> My God. <Sorry. laughs> um, that's claw fine. Worms. I don't know how to say this last one anyway. It's okay. like Bergstutzen. 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 Sure. Bergsterson. Sounds so cute. Um, those are just a few names. There's millions. Okay. Like, literally. There's so many. Why is there so many names for a fucking worm? Because it's seen, it's it's reported to be seen in several areas of Europe, including Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Italy, and many other places across the European Alps. I want to go to the Alps. The Swiss Alps? Yeah. And go skiing. Ooh. And just be like a, a slope bunny. A slope bunny. But like wear all white and then fur. <laughs> and just live my best basic life sl- with my white claws. Do you want to be a slope kitten? They probably don't have white claws in the Swiss Alps. Probably not. Do you want to be a slope kitten? Meow. We'll get there and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um. Okay. So now, Jesse, what would you guess? That the tetzel worm looks like. A worm? <laughs> like, <laughs> like like a worm, right? But like, okay, so we're going dragon. So I'm like hoping it has wings. Maybe like a weird tadpole-like creature, but like longer. Okay. So like I'm, I'm thinking like legs, but like eel-like. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Okay. I'm going to go with eel with legs. Eel with legs. That's not probably super far off from some of it. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. So reports are varied. There's a lot of different, like, it could have this, but it could have this. Ah, I see. But there's, there is, like, a general agreed, but I'm going to read it to you. So... Some reporters say that it's reporters. Some reports say that it has a serpentine reptile. It's serpentine reptile. So like a snake. A snake, yeah. Or an amphibian. Other reports say that it is similar to a feline chimera or something resembling a small Asian dragon. Okay. I did say feline. So there's yeah. there's my slope kitten reference. Okay. Um the most common description is that it's a snake like it is snake like with four short legs or two front legs and no hind legs. Tadpole. So you're, you're that tadpole. You're getting that. Oh, fuck yeah. It is completely covered in scales and it has a cat like face. Oh, that sounds adorable. Do we have doodles of it? I have a couple pictures yes. for you. Um some say that the scales ap- appear smooth and almost white. And it seems like it's like a very smooth creature, but one story of a Swiss hunter uh, has, says that they tried to cut it with a hunting knife, and the skin was so tough the knife couldn't penetrate through. Like a hunting knife, like serrated hunting. I would assume Rambo a serrated, type knife. Yeah, like a serrated hunting knife, like a beefy knife. Like, did he like try to stab it with a pointy end, or cut it with a slicey end, or like? Saw what it? Did he, yeah, like, saw it with the serrated little part at the bottom. Like, what are we trying to do here? And why wouldn't it cut? Maybe he's just a bad hunter. Maybe his, and knife, his knife was dull as fuck. <laughs> um, that's possible. So, the size is debated. Some sightings claim that it is between two and three feet long. And others say the creature is up to seven feet long. Oh, my God. Like, one of those, like, Amazon pythons. Yeah, like, really long. Yeah. So, like... But, like, how, like, round is it? I mean, I assume from all these pictures, it's kind of round. Like, like a chubby snake? I like a chubby snake. Okay. Like, so, like a chub- like a snake that ate a person? Yeah. Okay. Like a chubby snake. <laughs> a snake that ate a goat? Yes. Okay. So, it has large eyes, and, like, everything I read specifically said large eyes, so. So, what you're describing to me. Mm-hmm. Is a chibi snake. A chibi snake with a cat face. Yeah. Yeah. With those big anime eyes. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> oh my god, the anime snake. So cute. The anime cat snake. Anime cat snake? Yeah, wouldn't that be so adorable? It, would I, I'd watch it'd that It'd be anime. like, hiss. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like the show Bana- Banania or Banania, where it's like the uh, banana cats. And there's like a whole like five minute short episodes. We could make it. Let's make five minute shorts of the anime cat snake. Yeah, we can't even like doodle our own ideas <laughs> for t-shirts. I don't know even know why. You know, I'd love to put like the Giles Corey fan club on a t-shirt still. Like, I know. That's still, that was a like, good a one. Dream. Um, hashtag bringing it back. Let's do it. Let's bring everything back. I don't even know what episode that was. Dude, we'll Google it. Okay. Uh, we'll Google, we'll Google our- it. <laughs> We'll Google our own podcast. We'll find out. All right. So it has large eyes, a powerful body, and its front legs are clawed. It is also said to protect itself. Wait, do the claws retract like a cat? I assume. Like if it's cat-like sort of. Yeah. 
it also at one point it says four short when it says four short legs i think it could be like a munchkin cat like paco, oh, like a paco. and have like stubby little munchkin legs and how cute is that that is so cute um so it is also said to protect itself by spewing poisonous fumes fumes mm-hmm. so not like venom fumes yes so it's gassy it's, it's, a, ga- it's a gassy it's, snake it's a gassy snake um some do consider it to be a dragon okay so here are some- so like breathes fiery gas so it's like in how to train your dragon where the one head shoots the gas and the one head ignites the gas yes oh my god would that be so cool so don't read my notes obviously <laughs> but i'm, I'm gonna hand you my phone it's fine. and there is a couple pictures there's three pictures here to, for you to scroll there's okay. one under that one so this is kind of oh some images. Oh my god, it looks like a cat with a snake body. <laughs> it's so adorable. Isn't it so cute? It looks like literally a black cat, like in the literal first photo that Amber has. It's like a black cat, and then literally from the ribs back is a snake. Yeah. <laughs> and it's adorable, but it's eating a pig. It is eating a pig. And then there's one that looks more like a dragon, and it's like, hiss. Yes. And it has four legs, so it's and a little different. No, the second one is... Oh, that, just, it just that has one two legs. The third one has four legs. The third one has four legs, but it's still going, hiss. He's sassy. <laughs> He's a sassy dragon. Yeah. And when I... So when we talk about that, I mean, you know, when you stand there and you put both hands up, spread fingers, and just go, hiss. Yes. <laughs> And like just slightly like add a little bit of claws. Slightly just move your wrist. Yeah. Do, do it right now. If even if you're driving, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> While you're driving, take both hands off the wheel, put them in jazz hands, and flick your wrist forward in a cat like claw motion and go hiss. But then like maybe don't be driving. Steer with your knee. It's fine. <laughs> We I don't, do it all the time. We don't condone that. Oh my god, and the last one's adorable Isn't too. the last one so cute? It literally looks more like a dragon than any of the other ones to me. Okay. So, it makes its home in the mountains, and it has been seen all over the Alps range, though a majority of the sightings come from Austria and Switzerland. Okay. So that's why, like, there, it's been seen everywhere, but it's just mostly in those two areas. So, most of the sightings I have later, that's where they're from too. It is said to prey on animals, and in some cases, humans. It's gonna get you. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so chubby. <laughs> what if it's really slow because it's really chunky? Oh my god! It has so many. It ate so many humans. <laughs> it's fatigue, and it just don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> it's like the Jaws theme, I love but like it. think of a really fat, slow, slithering snake. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) So it's believed to be venomous and able to kill humans instantly with its bite, its poison fumes, and its acid blood. Acid blood? Acid blood. Acid blood. Acid blood. Does it spit blood at you? I I would hope not. Maybe it should get its teeth checked if it's spitting blood at you. It needs to see a dentist. It needs to go to the dentist. So it's thought to be aggressive if threatened, and will some- but it will sometimes run off if it sees a person. They have been said to attack people and try to bite them, but probably out of, like, fear. fear. Like um, a Theo. Like a Theo. The tassel worm is believed to hibernate during the winter and become active again in the spring, which would explain the name spring worm. Yeah. So here we go. 
The earliest documented encounter with the tassel worm took place in 1779 when two creatures appeared in front of a man named Hans Fauk? Fook? Fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's F U C H S. Hans Hans Fox. Han Fox. Han 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 Fox. I like Han Fox. Hans Fox. Um it's probably Fawkes or something. (laughs) He was able to tell his family about the encounter, describing the creature as five to seven feet in length, creatures, with a snake-like body, uh, clawed front legs, and a large feline head with sharp teeth. Shortly after, Hans suffered a fatal heart attack from fear of the encounter. Wait, 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 wait. And he died. Wait, wait, wait. So, after the fact (laughs) of the attack. Yes. He had, like, PTSD flashbacks and had a heart attack from that moment. And then they're claiming that he died from this worm. Yes. Okay. Because I was reading through it, and the the first wording I read was, like, he suffered a fatal heart attack after the encounter, but managed to tell his family about it before he died. So, like, he suffered a heart attack and died. Yeah. It was a fatal heart attack. So I don't know how this order went and how he was able to communicate this sighting with them before he died. But one of his family members painted a memorial of him with two large lizard-like creatures lurking in the background. That's creepy. I feel like that's not a good memorial. No, (laughs) I I don't think it is a very good memorial at all. You need to reevaluate what a memorial is. (laughs) You need to reevaluate your life. And, like, think about what a memorial actually is. Like, if you were trying to memorialize this person, you would not want to memorialize the moment of their death if they died from fear of these weird creatures. Exactly. Moving on. Okay. In 1828, there was another sighting when when a peasant claimed to find the corpse of the tassel worm in a dried up marsh. So, this... This has, like, two kind of versions of this part of the story. And I'm assuming part of it is because the story's so old. So one version is that, however, by the time that he was able to bring the creature home, crows had pecked it and it was unrecognizable. Like, crows had eaten it and it was unrecognizable. Like the worm? Yeah. Okay, so it just looked like a snake. Yeah. Right? And so everyone's like, bro, that's a snake. And you're like, no, bro. Like, this is this fucking worm that, like, kills people. It totally had a cat's head. I don't want to (laughs) say. Have you noticed I keep just calling it the worm because because I don't want to try to pronounce it? The tetzel worm? Yeah, that's fine because I suck at pronouncing it, but I'm reading you this whole story. Yep. So the other version is that he did manage to get it home and he set it aside for the local professor who reported it to Heidelberg. And the remains were lost in transit before they got to Heidelberg. How? (laughs) Who fucking got fired? Men in Black. They stole it. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. Oh gee. That's like where they started. Oh my god, Will Smith. Will Smith did it. Will Smith stole the worm so that no one can find it. (laughs) I forgot I had another picture for you. (laughs) Okay. 
Illustrations of the Tatzelworm appeared in the Barbarian Hunting magaz- Manual called... I like magazine better. They had a Barbarian Hunting Magazine. All right, we'll go with magazine. Okay. Are you ready for the name of this? Yes. It's long. It's called New Pocket Guide of the Year 1836 for Nature, Forest, and Hunting Enthusiasts. That, that's a lot of words. It is. The manual contained a picture describing a scaly cigar with formidable teeth and a wretched little stumps for feet. A scaly cigar. <laughs> it's a sal- scaly cigar. We yeah. have nothing better to call it. Another illustration appeared in the Swiss Almanac published in 1841. In this drawing, it looked like a scaly long creature with two tiny front legs. And I have another picture for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's... Oh my gosh. So this photo... This kind of looks more like what I feel like you were more describing with less scales to me. Are you ready for my description of this photo? Yeah, describe it to me. Think of a guinea pig. Okay. Thinking of a guinea pig. With that, the ribs, it turns into a snake. <laughs> And its whole body is scaly. And it has a snake tongue. It has such chubby little short legs. It does. They're so tiny. But like, so think of like a, a capybara, right? So like, cause like we're thinking like size comparison. Oh yeah, so like probably a, a capybara. Yeah. So like a capybara, but like back end is a snake. <laughs> but as a baby, it looks like a guinea pig. Oh my God. Isn't that so cute? <laughs> There are hairless guinea pigs. There are. In 1929, an Austrian school teacher reported seeing the tassel worm. He said it kept staring at him. And when he went to- It was to- looking at him funny. <laughs> it was looking at him funny. He and just he kept like fucking it. looking at me. I'm like, bro, what's your fucking problem? Um, when he went to capture it, it moved like a lizard and disappeared into a nearby hole. Yeah, like a snake. Yeah. And I was like... It was living its best snake life. And it was probably huge, so it must have been a big hole. But, Did know. he stick his head in it? Like, you know, he should have. He really should have. In 1954, a Swiss photographer by the name of Balkan... Falcon? Balkan? Vulcan? B-A-L-K-I-N. I like Vulcan. Or Falcon. Yeah. We're changing his name. Okay. Falcon. He claimed... To have snapped a photo of the tassel worm. Was he flying through the air like a falcon? <laughs> <laughs> As I changed the story on you? Yeah, he was actually... He's just like one of those photographers that like glides through the air and just snaps He photos. was like flying around one day and he's actually just a, a literal falcon. <laughs> With a GoPro. <laughs> In 1954. Um, so he... Decided to snap a photo of a log randomly because, you know, logs are so cool. And when he was setting up his shot, the log moved and he realized it wasn't a log. So this renewed interest prompting a search for How straight for it. was this log? <laughs> I don't know, because I feel like, first of all. For a snake. If it's this creature, if it's the tassel worm, we're talking whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it could be seven feet long, right? Um, but, like, okay, if it's seven feet long, what a long-ass fucking log, first of all. It's that's a not log. A, that's not a log. That's a downed fucking tree. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. Okay. A log indicates that there might be two ends cut off of the tree. Yeah. So, this photo renewed interest 
in the Tatzelworm and prompted a search for it. The expedition was sponsored by a German magazine, but they did not end up getting any results, so most people believe it was a hoax. Okay. Couldn't find the picture. I tried. Okay. Most recently, in 2009, there was a sighting of a Tatzelworm-like creature in Treviso, Treviso, Italy. It's not that. Treviso? The Treviso. Treviso, Italy. Sure. Treviso, Italy. That's what I'm I'm going with it. Yeah, we're going to go with Treviso. I think it's wrong, but I'm going with it. So, the authorities attributed to this sighting (laughs) to reports that a large amount of monitor lizards had escaped from their owner... But there's no conclusive evidence that that happened or that the sighting was a tatzel worm. So there's no conclusive evidence that there was a large amount of monitor lizards that escaped and caused a sighting. Okay. First of all, were they all walking in a straight line? Were all the worms or were all the lizards walking in a straight line to, like, make it look like the tatzel worm? Like, how did that work? I don't know. There haven't really been any notable sightings since, which that leads a lot of people to believe that the creature may now be extinct or it didn't actually ever exist. Yeah. So cryptozoologist Bernard Huvelmans believed that the tatzelworm could be a relative to the Gila monster or the Mexican bearded lizard. Both lizards have a large, heavy bodies with studded protective skin and venomous bites. Other theories included... This one here is my favorite theory. Okay. One theory included is that it's an unrecognizable species of otter. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Which would make it so cute. Aww, what if it is an otter? What if it's just a really long otter? Like a long cat otter. Oh my gosh. But like, do they spot it in the water? Like, I don't think so. I don't remember hearing you say anything about water. I don't think I've said anything about water. Other people think it could be some sort of amphibian, like a giant salamander. There are Japanese salamanders that can grow up to five feet long. What? Yeah, that's a thing. And some think this could be the explanation. Another theory is a giant skink. A what? Giant skink. Skank? <laughs> Skink. Some believe that it's just a very elusive creature and that its hibernation pattern and could affect like why it isn't seen very mu- much. Yeah. And that's just like my brief my brief overview. Oh, that's okay. What I got. That's it. That's awesome. I mean that the wasn't very tats- brief, but that's the, the tassel worm. Tassel worm? Something like that. The tassel worm. It's got tassels on oh its my nipples. God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. That's it. Yeah. And scene. And scene. And we're back. Better than ever. With that long ass episode you've always been dreaming of. You've been dreaming of this episode for weeks. For weeks. I know it. You know it. Where are we going? We are in California. Ooh. We are in San Francisco. Have like the uh, full house. Full house. Have the Full House theme play right now. Like, watch the Full House opening. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Yes, we are. She's just reading you the entire plot of Full House. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what we're doing right now. So, we are at the Queen Anne Hotel in San Francisco, California. Ooh. Apparently, I can tell you the zip code. It's 94109. (laughs) 
by the way. I don't know why it's still in my story. I love that. But in today's episode, we are bringing back the pink-colored haunted places. (gasps) My favorite! The Queen Anne Hotel is pink and is a bed and breakfast in a Victorian-style architecture both inside and out. I'm in love. Inside is normally decorated for the season, which I tried Googling. I mean, like, so, like, do you, like, put turkeys up? Like, oh, that's a good question. Shamrocks for like St. Patty's Day. Do they decorate for the like holiday or just like it's like Christmas? Like in spring, they have flowers everywhere. In it's summer, like just Christmas. In summer, they lo- release loose bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we release loose bumblebees into the hotel just for that spring feeling that you've always been dreaming of. And in the, they can just throw sand everywhere, <laughs> create a beach. I'm pretty sure the beach is not too far away. Well, I guess, or or the rock. The rock? Like Alcatraz? Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson lives in San Francisco, California. <laughs> yeah, so Ooh, I was cute. Yeah, so I was like, it's like a light colored pink. Yeah, it's like a subtle pink. Yeah. The, like, it looks like it's a darker pink on the bottom and then like a lighter pink. And then a little bit lighter, but it's, it's like so cute. ombres. It's it's an ombre hotel. It is. So the hotel is a favorite spot for weddings, rece- receptions, and other special events. There are four floors, and many of the rooms actually have fireplaces. Oh, that's cool. Um, because we got to be fancy. Oh, this is the fanciest. This is the bougie forest. Um, <laughs> we have so many different podcasts in one podcast. We do. I like um the Barbie Dream Forest, the Barbie Dream Forest, and the Bougie Forest, the Bougie Forest, the Booby, bo- <laughs> the Booby Forest. Yes, so we're at the Booby Forest or Bougie, the Bougie Forest, the Bougie forest. Dream House. The bo- I googled this hotel, and literally one of these pictures is just like the credits of. Full house. <laughs> <laughs> when you enter in uh, to the Queen Anne Hotel from the street, a Victorian-style foyer with a 10-foot-high ceilings. And in the first foyer, you can experience the parlor, the library, the salon, the courtyard, and the boardroom. Ooh, there's a lot down there. Yeah. So now let's talk aesthetic. Okay. I love a good aesthetic. So the parlor. We're going to go literally room by room on the first floor. Love it. Let's do it. It has grand columns, authentic, antique, dark, natural wood furniture in various shades of burgundy with a glorious fireplace. Ooh, glorious. Yes. Glorious fireplace. The salon. It is actually the dining room. The salon seats 80 people. Holy fuck, that's a big room. With gold and burgundy wallpaper. With heavy Victorian drapes on the windows. Do you think it's like one long table or is it multiple tables? One long table that seats 80 people. <laughs> I really like that idea. Like, it's just like, because that's instantly what I thought. And I was like, holy shit, this is a huge room. If it's got a table that can seat 80 people. <laughs> no, like the ballroom itself can seat 80 people. So it's not like the Dr. Seuss, like um, the Grinch table at the very end of the movie where they're all eating food around it together. No, I think we should actually know. That's exactly what That's it what is. That's what it is. Yeah. Like in the photos, you can't see like a, like 
a table being that long in the building, but there is a table it, being that long in the building. They look separate, but it's an optical illusion. Yes. <laughs> and then it's all tied together with mirrors, chandeliers, Ooh. and another fireplace. So it's bougie because we just keep adding more fireplaces everywhere. Okay, you know, fireplaces really add to the aesthetic. They really do. But like, what if Santa doesn't know what fireplace to go down? What if there's too Why many? Why are you staying in a hotel on Christmas <laughs> Eve? Um, my You have to be home for Santa to come. So if I'm at a hotel, don't crush children's dreams. Children shouldn't be listening to us. <laughs> don't let your children listen to us. Don't. Don't do it. So, the courtyard. Ooh, the courtyard. This area has been newly renovated recently, probably within the past 10 years um, from when I wrote this. Um, you wrote this 10 years ago? Yeah, I wrote it <laughs> 10 years ago when I was 17 years old, just graduating <laughs> high school. You? Oh my god, that sounds so old. You were so prepared for us to have a podcast, Jesse. <laughs> I just turned 27 yesterday. <laughs> We're old. It's fine. So the courtyard is has a glass ceiling. So it's not really like an outdoor courtyard. It's an indoor courtyard. That glass ceiling is kind of cool, though. I know, because then you can like hang out in the rain, but not get rained on. Right. Um, And then it also has uh heaters because it's sort of outside, but sort of inside. Okay. So you could like hang out there in the winter. Yeah. And then there's also a gazebo. And a fancy water fountain. Ooh. Like the Trevi fountain. Ooh. The Trevi so whatever you- Trevi so Italy. (laughs) Trevi so Italy fountain. Okay, a nice fountain. I like that. I like the clear- You know, we should- This is the room I'm going to get married in. Okay. And then- So we're going to go to California. We're going to go to California. I'm going to get married in this courtyard. And then we're going to have my reception at the 80 foot long table or the 80 people table, whatever it is. Okay, (laughs) perfect. I love to travel for weddings. Yeah, like we're just going to hang out in this one place. Yes. And there's no dance floor because I'm assuming this room is like- all table and this hotel is not horribly haunted okay it, great it, it's it's nicely haunted great love a good haunting yeah well like why would i be talking about this hotel if it wasn't haunted amber you know what <laughs> that would be hilarious if you were just like this is the hotel <laughs> and that's it and i was like you know one of these days i'll do it do it one day one day one just random pick day. a random fucking location. Tell me the entire fucking history <laughs> of just like a hotel or something. And then be like, that's the something something hotel. And I'll be like, oh, no ghost? Uh, nothing I could find. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my to-do list for this podcast now. Our next podcast is just like travel reviews of hotels. So everything so far sounds like the perfect Instagram post for me. It does sound like I would stand outside of it and Instagram it. Just be like, Instagram. Like, Vogue your way through the hotel. <laughs> That's all I- you do is you just walk in Vogue, and then you have your phone in the other hand, like, snapping <laughs> pictures. Oh, you're not- No one's taking pictures for you. No, you- you're doing it yourself. You don't have an Instagram boyfriend in this scenario? No, you're just- You're selfie-sticking it. Oh. Okay. So, now we're to the library. The library is described as a comfortable room with many antiques- Oil paintings and other things hanging on the walls. Are there books, too? I would hope so. I would hope so, too. (laughs) If they're calling it a library. Do you think they have, like, only 
old books? Like, do you think it's just, like, they're, like, we're too bougie to get, like, new books. We have only old, like, really hardcover, nice-looking books. And our guests can read, like, the original printing of Sherlock Holmes, but they can't read anything new. You know, I'm gonna say, hopefully, and when we get really into the actual history of the hotel, like, you'll understand why. Okay, okay. It also holds a 150-year-old bar. That's an old bar. And a wood a wood-burning fireplace that you can enjoy your Jack and Coke at. Oh, in the library? Yeah, so at I the can, bar with the wood-burning fireplace. And I can read a book by the fire with yeah. my Jack and Coke. All flammable things. <laughs> my book, my Jack and Coke, and the fire. Yes. And I love probably it. probably the bar because it's made of wood. Yeah, you know, it's great. Yep. A grand wooden staircase located in the parlor leads visitors up to the upper floors, where you can find 44 rooms and suites. Whoa, okay. It's not a huge, that's not like, it doesn't sound like it's a lot of rooms. Like, it's not like a hotel now. No. But the picture of it is huge. Like, it's a big building. So these rooms must be pretty big. Yeah. So, before this was an elegant pink hotel... The building was built as a boarding school for girls in 1889. Oh, fun. Yes. We've, we've been to a few boarding schools, haven't we? Something like that On that this turned podcast? into other things. Yeah. It was built by Senator, Senator James G. Fair, who made his money in the silver mines. In 1890, the boarding school opened, and it was known as the Mary Lake School for Girls. Under the direction of Mary Lake herself. Oh, so he was like, we're going to call this Mary Lake School of Girls and you're going to run it. Do you think that's how he got her to like? Yeah, like I'll name the school after you. So like you can come and teach all these girls. And man, like, honestly, if someone was like, hey, will you run this business? I'm going to call it the Amber House of Pancakes. I'd be like, yeah, sure. It's mine. It has my name on it. House of Pancakes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She was supposedly one of the finest educators in the city at the time. So he built this boarding school and had the finest educator in San Francisco to get his daughters from Virginia. Oh, his daughters, Virginia and Tessie. Those are names. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, To move to San Francisco with him to be taught there. Okay, so he was like, you know, he built the school just to move his daughters there. Yes. Essentially. Yes. What a loving father. Mary Lake took great pride in her work and was dedicated to making the girls independent women who don't need no man. Ooh, girl! Um, And serve as model citizens for the community. So they were like the best of the best. Yes. This is like the bougie girl school. These girls were owning it, though, because they were fucking... They didn't need no man. They were going to run for Supreme Court if they wanted to. Exactly. Um, She was in charge of teaching 100 girls the behavior norms of women in the upper class society, including etiquette, okay, social skills, things I don't have, and polite standards. Yep, none of that. None of, I got none of that. Maybe I should have gone there. Maybe, yeah, maybe you should have gone to a boarding school. That sounds like a bad idea. I'd do terribly. They'd kick me out. I'd get kicked out of a boarding school, too. I'd be sitting at- I'd, like, burp. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I'd be sitting at, like, the formal dinner. They were, like, trying to teach us, and I'd be like, <laughs> And I'd just be like, what? 
And they'd be like, leave. So Mary Lake was known for being quite strict. Okay. Uh, Visitors had to be approved by the school and no girl was allowed to leave without a chaperone. Oh, so no boys allowed. Yep, exactly. And like, you know, they tried to sneak out. Oh, for sure. Mary did this to help focus the girls' attention on their studies and self-refinement. Okay, so she was like, you need to focus on being a badass bitch. Yeah, and you just like, I know you like a bad boy. to put on their best Lizzo song and like, be woman empowered. Be me trying to run a school. Um, (laughs) Just play Lizzo. It's like, it's like the music that plays between classes yeah like between classes and the morning announcements i mean all (laughs) girls like bad boys though so she's like really just trying to help them out exactly but uh due to financial difficulties the school closed in 1896 it was believed that fair like the senator senator fair uh closed the school um soon after his own daughters graduated oh so he was like eh my daughters don't go here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't really need to, like, pay to keep this going. And because it was pretty much the only reason why he opened the school in the first place. Right. Of course. So, unfortunately, Mary was crushed when the school closed and she disappeared from San Francisco. Oh, she that was her calling. Yes. Like, this was her life mission. And she was like, you named a fucking school after me. And it, you closed it. Exactly. So throughout the years, the building passed through many hands. In 1980, it was bought and renovated into the Queen Anne Hotel. Okay. Uh, renovations started stirring up some paranormal activity. And one of the steer- spirits is believed to be Mary Lake herself. Though it is known that Mary Lake is buried more than 3,000 miles away. Wow. Her deep connection to the building could bring her presence back. You know what? I feel like that makes sense. We've talked about how spirits can be really connected to something that, like, is really important to them. Yes. And I feel like she could definitely be there. Yeah, because they named the school after It was her life's, like, mission. She was crushed. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I could have taught generations of girls... To be bougie bitches. I could have made so many Lizzo's. Exactly. Uh, Her presence can be felt throughout the entire building and with people feeling unexplained cold spots and seeing misty apparitions of Mary Lake. Some people have reported seeing strange reflections in mirrors around the hotel. Okay. Also, Mary Mary Lake dedicates herself to making sure that her guests are comfortable and wanting them to have a pleasant stay. Oh, that's not that's nice. Yeah. So she has unpacked people's bags. Oh, she wants them to stay. And hung up their clothes. That's so sweet. She has picked objects up off the floor, like fallen pillows off a bed. She has even tucked in people in the middle of the night. Just to make sure that they have a real comfortable sleep. Okay, I kind of like her. Yeah. Will she come to my wedding? She'll probably be there. Oh my god. And I could like just see her little ghost in the background just being so happy for me. I will tell you what room to stay in. Okay, cool. Um, Though, I'll be jealous that I'm not in that room. Do you want to stay with me? Yeah. 
Like, maybe it's our wedding. Maybe we'll just kick Jason out. <laughs> maybe we're getting married. Oh, okay. It's our podcast wedding. Oh, let's do it. Let's have a podcast wedding. We've been together for like a whole year now. Oh, my God. We should have really dated our little birthday card for our podcast. We should have. <laughs> Some people have also experienced being sang asleep. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Like a, a little lullaby. Little, a little creepy, but like also if you feel at peace and you don't feel like creepied out, it's cute. Yeah. The rooms that you will most likely experience this are strongest in rooms 410, which is 410 is like the main room. Okay. And then 414 is like the like the other room. Half room. You know? Um, so it's like ha- they, maybe the room was expanded? Yes. Okay. So the rooms were once her office. Okay. Um, and some personal experiences I found on the interwebs. Okay. So some personal experiences from the hotel. My girlfriend and I went out to breakfast. Throughout our stay, my girlfriend did not like using the elevator. It was pretty small and kind of rickety, so she opted for the four flights of stairs to get to our room. After eating, we came back to the hotel. Even though she prefers to take the stairs, I'd always ask her if she wanted to use the elevator. We walked in the doors of the hotel, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a woman about five foot tall go into the elevator. Since I saw someone go in, I didn't even try to get my girlfriend to ride the elevator. And my girlfriend didn't see whoever it was who went into the elevator. So this time she actually suggested taking the elevator up to their floor. I agreed and we went to the elevator. As soon as I pushed the button, the doors immediately opened and the elevator was on the ground floor. Stunned, I walked in and didn't say a word until we got back inside the room. If someone had went into the elevator It wouldn't have been on the ground floor like it was. There was absolutely no one in the lobby besides us. Oh, that's kind of wild. Yeah. So she was just still using the elevator. Oh, she needed to get to her office. Yeah, exactly. On the fourth floor. Yeah. That's a lot of flights of stairs to walk where, especially if you're wearing a, like, nice dress or something because you got to look good. Yeah, exactly. You got to be eloquent. Yeah. And, like, maybe her shoes hurt her sometimes and to walk up those stairs, it's a lot. Yeah. So I have another story. Okay. So we packed up our bags while like my girlfriend was getting ready in the bathroom. I took my camera out to our floor to see if I could capture any apparitions or orbs on film. After shooting some pictures, I returned to the room and walked to the bed and put my, uh, to grab my camera bag. While putting my camera away, the hotel room door opens and slams shut. My back was to it, so I didn't see anything happen. But my girlfriend was facing it and saw the whole thing. We both went to the door. We tried everything we possibly could to debunk it. And no matter what, the knob had to be turned to open the door. No matter how easily we set the door against the latch, the auto-close pressure hinge at the top of the door would push the door shut every single time. Even if we put the latch right against the door frame and let it go, it would close every time. It was not physically possible for the door to open on its own because because it would definitely close on its own. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like, if you think of, like, a hotel room door, you don't ever have to close the hotel room door. No, they, they have, like, those, like, forcey yeah. hydraulic door things. That's, that's crazy. So she was just trying to go to her room, chill, get, get in. 
Yeah. So checking out of the hotel, we checked out, uh, we checked and double checked that we had all of our belongings in the room. Satisfied with our arms full of bags, we headed to the door. We had all of our suitcases and bags in our arms and hands, so we let the door swing closed. And it was almost all the way open. The door swings closed and gets stuck on the latch. So this is the same people from the story before. Okay. So after they tried literally debunking the door closing on its own the entire time, the door sticks and stays open. Wild. My girlfriend and I looked at each other in awe. We both agreed that Mary Lake did not want us to forget something. So we went back in and come to find out she had left her favorite blanket on the bed. Uh, We were both certain that it was the reason that Mary Lake had held the door for us. And so we both thanked her out loud for the amazing time that they had had there. And especially thanked her for not letting them forget the blanket. That's actually like really sweet. Yeah. Like that gives me like good happy goosebumps. Yeah. It's like, so like I said, it's not a bad haunting. No. Like she just really wants you to have the best time while staying in the building that was named after her. Yeah, exactly. And she wants you to be well taken care of. Exactly. So there are ghost tours uh, that talk about the Queen Anne Hotel in San Francisco that you can take. Okay. Some of them do start at the Queen Queen Anne Hotel, from what I remember, and some do not, but they pass by and they'll talk about it. Okay, cool. Um, It didn't, from what I remember, they didn't specifically have tours of the hotel, because I think it's only, like, Mary Ann in the hotel and, like, the couple of rooms. Okay, so, like, it's just, like, it's talked about on, like, driving ghost tours, essentially. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. So that is the Queen Anne Hotel in San Francisco, California. I like it. That one's nice. It's a pleasant one. Yeah. I also like to apologize for Theo. He's really grump. He wants to leave. He wants to leave, but we're we're not done done. recording. We're almost done. So you might hear him boof. He just wants our attention. He keeps, like, walking when we're not looking at him and then barking. Yeah. He's not really barking. He's, no, he's boofing. He's going, woof. He wants you to know that he's there. Yeah. Um, That was great. Yeah. I liked that one. So mine's not like a scary one, but like I think it's really nice. I think neither of our stories were that scary. Yeah. I think they were just both kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. What a fun, uh, nice jump back into our long stories. Yeah. So that will do it for us today. That's it. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's late. It is late. <laughs> So if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And if you don't, let us know. And it means so much if you do rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. You can follow us on our social media on Twitter at the MFCast, on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast, and you can email us your own personal experiences at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. We really want to hear them. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Marble Forest Podcast. We also like to give a special thank you to Jenna, who did our in our logo. Um, you can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. So people have asked me. They're like, I put Genda, like, like, Agenda, like, but it's not. It's like Jen, like Jenna. And it's also A, so like not with a U-H. J. Yeah, it's A, 
Jen, duh. But it's agenda is like like a like it's your agenda. Yeah. So um, you can find her st- like if you need help spelling that you can find her on our Podbean website. You can find her on Twitter. You can find her on our Instagram. You can find her anywhere on any of our social media sites. If you're also having a really hard time, just like comment and be like hey you can where's like your logo from and we'll just link you to her you can slide into our dms Ooh, slide into those dms and ask us and we'll send you right to her instagram and etsy she's amazing and her art is amazing and i love it yeah and we also like to give a special thanks to cameron who uh did our music and anyone who has ever sat in this chair in that chair that we're pointing on the floor, at theo Thanks, Theo. Thanks, Theo. He's sleepy. He's, He's like, so eyes are like closing. He's like, Mom, why are we not in bed? Yeah. He goes, I've had a big dog day and I just want to go to bed. He's sleepy. Yeah. And thank you guys so, so much for listening. Your support means literally the world to us. We get so excited when we have like tons of downloads and shit. So keep keep fun. on the good work. You guys keep up the good work. If we could give you all a medal, we would. <laughs> and it wouldn't be participation. It would be a first place. Well, participation is the only reason why I sign up for 5K. <laughs> well, so it's a first place participation ribbon for following us and oh listening. Oh my god, we should make ribbons. Oh, so cute. We could give people ribbons. I, and we might be doing a giveaway soon. We're thinking about a giveaway. We're trying to figure out the works. Uh, so tell your friends all about us and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, that's where you'll see whatever we are giving away. Yes. So... And it'll be our little logo. We're figuring it out. Something with our logo on it. And then probably something else? Maybe. We're talking. We're talking. Yeah. Um, I'll send you a picture of Theo. Oh my god, so cute. A signed picture of Theo with his little paw print on it. I I will put a signed picture of Theo. Whoever wins. I love it whatever we're talking about perfect great (laughs) and uh don't tempt fate (laughs) by eating your livestock friends bye goodbye